Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. Nora and her parents do some more exploring on the beach before they head off to the village to try some ice cream. Nora isn't sure which flavor she'd like to try, so she asks for a few different ones, but they don't have those. She settles for the only flavor she has ever heard of before and sits down to try it. Later, after they finish their final meal of the day, they all head off to sleep when Nora hears a now familiar sound. Nora finds an old artifact, part three. After walking the length of the beach, looking at seashells and old shipwrecks that still washed ashore, and collecting a couple of red sandstones, Nora and her father and mother rode their personal vehicles to a village nearby to try an ancient delicacy, ice cream. It wasn't a real village, of course. There were only a few remaining settlements on the island, but it was a replica of what existed hundreds and hundreds of years ago. They parked their vehicles at a charging station and walked through a meadow to the village proper. The village was surrounded by fields, meadows, and woods, and a small stream ran through it. The buildings that people might have lived in at that time were simple, modest places made of wood, with white picket fences and small gardens. Glass, the assistant that everyone on Blue had embedded within their person, provided Nora and her father and mother with a guided tour as they walked towards the village center, where there were only a few other travelers. Robot attendants outnumbered people, which Glass said was a result of this being a time when people preferred to visit places closer to the equator. They walked down the village's main street, past several shops and businesses, including what was called a general store and a post office. Passing a church, which Nora found fascinating with its spire reaching to the sky, a school, and then a doctor's office, they saw their destination at the end of the walkway. The storefront had a great big picture of a cow on the outside and bright letters on a sign that said ice cream. They walked in and were greeted by an attendant that got straight to the point and asked what flavor they wanted. What kind of ice cream would you like, Nora? Her father asked. What kind? Oh, I hadn't thought there would be different kinds, Nora replied. We have many different flavors, the attendant interjected, all made fresh in the back by our sanitary attendants. Remembering the story, or the dream she had earlier, Nora still hadn't decided which it was. So she asked, do you have wasabi flavor? 
No, I am afraid I am unfamiliar with wasabi-flavored ice cream, the attendant replied. Okay, how about durian, black sesame or balsamic vinegar? No, I am afraid I am not familiar with those flavors. I'm sending our list of 101 flavors to your glass right now, the attendant said. Nora recognized just one flavor, vanilla. I'll have vanilla-flavored ice cream, Nora said. Nora's father ordered something called Island Strawberry, and her mother a similar flavor called Island Blueberry. Nora and her father and mother sat on a bench outside, watching the attendants continuously keep the village tidy and clean while they ate their ice cream. So what do you think, Nora? Her mother asked. I don't think we have anything quite like this at home. Well, mm, it's cold and creamy with a soft and smooth texture. It's sweet and has a weird tangy flavor, Nora replied. <laughs> Does that mean you like it? It reminds me of the treats my grandma used to make when I was young, her father said. I like how it's cold and refreshing. The texture is similar to what we have for the first meal of the day, but I find the sweetness a little overwhelming, Nora replied. Yes, I guess we don't feed you many sweet flavors at home, her mother said, with blue stains all over her mouth from her ice cream. That evening, after they ate their last meal of the day, Nora and her father and mother sat outside watching the sunset while drinking a warmed liquid that kept them healthy in the strange environment on Earth. During the drive back to their dome, Nora had been thinking about what had happened during the day. Was she simply imagining her interactions with the device? Perhaps the weird mixture of nitrogen, oxygen, and trace amounts of other gases in the atmosphere was making her hear and see things. Her father used to tell her stories when she was younger, but they never had the effect of putting her to sleep like the stories from the device. Her father always told her stories about planetary exploration, which would make her mind race at night. She decided to ask her father about the device again. Do you really think that it's impossible for that artifact that I found to work? Nora asked her father. The artifact? I believe during the era that that device you found was made, it would have relied upon what was called a battery to provide power. Glass could give you a better explanation, I think. Still... Batteries don't last very long because they rely on chemical reactions to generate electrical energy. These chemical reactions eventually become exhausted or depleted over time. So by this time, I would suspect it wouldn't be able to hold any energy at all, her father replied. I see. Why are you so interested? her mother asked. Nora hesitated. Well, this afternoon, it seemed to work again. 
It made noises and actually told me a story. You were asleep when we got to you on the beach this afternoon. Are you sure you weren't just dreaming? I'm not so sure. How about tomorrow? I'll have another look at it using some of the tools I brought with me. But right now, I'm sleepy after a day at the beach. I think I may go to our section and sleep, her father said. I'm going too. You should go to sleep soon, Nora, her mother said. I'm going now as well, she replied. After washing and changing her clothes, Nora went to bed. Before she told the light to go out, she heard again that same slightly distorted voice coming from inside her bag that she had set beside her bed. Hello, kids. My name is Storybook. Every night, a new story. To hear a story, just click the green button, the device said. Nora reached down and took the device out of her bag, and it continued. Lay down and close your eyes as I tell you tonight's story. Nora did as it asked. She laid down, closed her eyes, and the storybook started. Welcome to tonight's bedtime story. Once upon a time, there was a young girl named Maya. She lived in a small village near a great mountain range. Maya was very smart and curious. From a young age, she was fascinated by the stars and the mysteries of the universe. She often dreamed of adventures in the stars above and beyond, and the hills surrounding her home. One day, she decided to set out on a journey to explore the places that she had heard lay beyond the visible horizon. Maya filled her backpack with food and supplies and set off on her first of many journeys. She walked for many days, crossing rivers, climbing hills, and passing through forests. Finally, she came to a great grassland expanse that stretched as far as she could see. In the distance, she could see another mountain range rising until it looked like it touched the stars. Maya was determined to explore this new mountain and set off across the grassland. She walked for many hours until she came to a small village. The villagers welcomed her warmly and told her stories of the great views from the top of the mountain. Maya was tired but did not give up and set off toward the mountain again. She climbed higher and higher until she reached a deep valley. In the valley's center, she could see the stars so clearly that she felt she could reach out and touch them. She stayed there a few nights admiring and sketching what she saw before she started the journey back home, where she planned for her greatest journey to come. Over time, Maya remained fascinated by the stars. She read every book about space she could get her hands on, always eager to learn more. Eventually, 
Maya decided she was ready to explore the universe. Maya worked hard to become an astronaut, studying physics, engineering, and astronomy. She trained very hard for years and years, eventually learning how to pilot spacecraft and perform spacewalks. Finally, her hard work paid off, and Maya was selected to join a mission to explore a distant planet. Like her first journey many years ago, the journey was long and challenging. But Maya was thrilled to finally be in space. As she looked out of the spacecraft's round window, she saw the vast expanse of the universe stretching out before her. The stars were even more brilliant than what she had seen many years before, and she felt that there must be something bigger out there, something holding everything together. Her second journey had as significant an effect on her as her first. After months of traveling, Maya and her team arrived at the planet they had been sent to explore. The planet was unlike anything they had ever seen, with strange landscapes and creatures that seemed to defy all she had learned. Maya was in awe of the beauty of the planet. As Maya explored the planet, she made incredible discoveries. She found evidence of ancient civilizations, long extinct, but leaving clues to their existence behind. She found creatures that could survive in the most extreme environments, defying all known laws of biology. She even discovered a new type of energy that might revolutionize space travel forever. Maya's journey through the universe was long and arduous, but it was also the most incredible experience of her life. She had seen things that no human had ever seen before, and she had made discoveries that would change the course of human history. Maya knew that she had been lucky to have the opportunity to explore the universe, and she was determined to inspire others to do the same. When Maya returned to her small village, she became a hero to those who also dreamed of exploring the stars above and beyond and the hills surrounding their homes. She gave speeches and wrote books about her experiences, inspiring a new generation of scientists and explorers. Maya knew the universe was vast and full of secrets, and she was determined to spend the rest of her life uncovering them. The following day, Nora's mother called her to come and eat the first meal of the day. Nora had slept soundly, perhaps the best sleep she had had since arriving on vacation. Nora took the device from her room to show her father while they ate. 
Sitting at the table, Nora handed the device to her father and said, I think the storybook read to me again last night. Either that, or this vacation is making me have the most vivid imagination ever. Taking the storybook, her father said, Hmm, this is strange. It's actually warm. Did you leave it out in the sun? No, I don't think it would have been in the sun. This is interesting. Something is making it warm. Maybe it is alive after all. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight.